Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Of course, you 100% absolutely want to do. We're going to take it right up until 9 o'clock. Then it'll be the weekend wager with our pal Anita. Julian Kushnick, Chantel Rankin, they're producing the program this evening. And it is indeed our second football Friday of this young 2023 football season. And think about everything that we witnessed in just week one of the NFL season. And who knows what surprises are going to be in store in week number two. Hopefully it's not anything that's going to make your heart want to sink all the way to the depths of your gut. If you root for one of the two football teams in our neck of the woods like we got back over the weekend but nevertheless we shall see we'll be all over the Giants of course as they go out to Arizona to take on a Cardinals team which there's really no other way around it and we've talked about this a lot over the last couple of days you know style points be damned Giants just got to win a football game because if you lose to the Arizona Cardinals who for my money is the worst team in the entire National Football League you lose to the Cardinals you're staring 0-3 right in the face That's essentially what you're looking at if you're the New York Giants. Because then on a short week, you're going to play the San Francisco 49ers, who just happens to be the best team in the NFL for my money. And that is not the way you want to begin a season where you're trying to capitalize on so much positivity and so many things that you accomplished a year ago and make it the playoffs and winning a playoff game and to have it essentially almost be in the gutter before you even hit October, that would be sobering. Jets, on the other hand, of course, well, they had all the high hopes, right? They had the Super Bowl visions. A lot of people were saying Super Bowl or bust for this football team this year. And then a funny thing happened along the way, like, oh, I don't know, four plays into the season on Monday. And Aaron Rodgers, their shiny new toy, the leader of the franchise, his season went kaput because his Achilles snapped in half. Shout out Leonard Floyd. But somehow, someway, the Jets rallied to win a football game. Right? Defense showed up. Big play on special teams to win it. Offense did just enough with Zach Wilson piloting the ship. And they're 1-0, getting ready to go down to Dallas to take on the Cowboys coming up on Sunday. And then, look, we'll get into all the what could happen, trust in Zach Wilson, formula for success, all those things. Greg Buttle, our pal, is going to join us coming up at 8 o'clock. Talk a little Jets-Cowboys. Michael Lombardi. Michael Lombardi, the three-time Super Bowl-winning executive, former NFL GM. He now has a show on VEASAN. He's got a new book as well. But Michael joined us at 7.30 to go around the National Football League and talk a little Jets, Giants, and the rest of the NFL coming up in about an hour's time from now. But this has been a very heavy Jet week, as you could assume, right? I mean, with what happened on Monday, the emotions, the highs, the lows, the everything, it's a lot to process. And then the trickle-down effect. So we've... These these have been jet-heavy programs for the last few days. And over the last two days or so, you know, we sat here and openly wondered, well, what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers, right? Like, what is his future? When can the Jets expect to see him back in Florham Park? How visible, how active is he going to be for the rest of the year with this football team? How much of that mentor role is he going to continue on with Zach Wilson? which supposedly was a very, very big part of the offseason and into training camp, and you saw it kind of play itself out on hard knocks. When were we going to hear from Aaron Rodgers, aside from that Instagram post that he put out there last night towards the tail end of our show? When would we actually hear real words from Aaron Rodgers' mouth? Well, you know what? We didn't have to wait much longer because this afternoon, in the 2 o'clock hour, Aaron Rodgers joined... His good buddy Pat McAfee on the Pat McAfee Show. Where do they come up with these names? I have no idea. And gave you everything you needed to know if you are a Jets fan. Answered probably as many questions as you would want to know if you were a Jets fan. And the big takeaway, and look, we'll share some of the sound with you just for those that didn't get a chance to hear it this afternoon. But the big takeaway is you're talking about a guy 
who is as motivated as ever, as ever, who is driven as ever to get back out on the, on the football field and to lead this football team and to attack this rehab and to hopefully accomplish all the things that he set out to accomplish this year for the New York Jets, except now it's going to have to happen in 2024. So anybody wondering, is this the last you've seen of Aaron Rodgers in a Jet uniform? Probably not. Probably not. Not that there was any reason to maybe think that you would, but he pretty just much eliminated that today when he went on the Pat McAfee show. So here's a little bit of Aaron right now. What was his mindset when everything was unfolding there on Monday right after the injury? Monday was an uh, amazing day to start. Uh, amazing night running on the field with the flag, uh, the electric. And then it turned into one of the toughest 24-hour uh, stretches I've had uh, in my life. For sure, a uh, lot of lot of sadness, a lot of tears, a lot of uh, dark uh, frustration and anger, all the gamut of emotions. But then the sun rose the next day, and uh, I found myself uh, in LA and had surgery on uh, Wednesday. And since then, I've been feeling better. I'm not a medical expert by any stretch, but I, I was a little bit surprised that he had the surgery as soon as he did. I thought that there has to be some sort of a period to where you have to wait for the swelling to go down and, and those type of things, but I guess not. And so, hey, the sooner you get the procedure done, the better. The faster you can attack the rehab, and that's what certainly it seems like Aaron Rodgers is ready to do. He also mentioned the fact that, you know, at halftime when he was still in the building and he was sitting in the trainer's room in the back of the locker room and – Guys came in to all kind of wish him well, and, you know, that was an emotional moment for him because everything that he worked so hard for, it seems like it just ended like that in a matter of four plays. But then for those who are wondering, well, is he going to come back from this? Can he come back from this? Will he be a diminished player if he tries to come back from this? Well, simple message from the quarterback to all the naysayers out there. He says, give me the doubts. Before even an MRI, I knew I knew what happened. Um, uh, I knew I'd uh, torn my Achilles, and uh, I had popped my calf, you know, a few times, especially the soleus, and this was not that sensation. So I knew right away this was uh, and this was not a good situation. So, you know, and I've known about uh, you know this uh, rehab. Uh, I've had friends who've, who've done it, and fellow competitors that I know who've uh, who've done it come back from it, but. I think what I'd like to say is, give me the doubts. Yes. Give me the doubts. Give me the, uh, the timetables. Give me all the things that you think can, should, or will happen. Because all I need is that one little extra percent of inspiration. And if you're a Jet fan, you hear that, you probably want to run through a brick wall right now. Knowing that he's not giving up on this. And he's going to be as motivated as ever to come back in 2024. Look, is it going to be easy? Of course not. He's going to go about a year without playing football, right? He's going to be 40 years of age by week one of next year. So what comes next in the rehab? There's a lot of different ideas about the overall length of the rehab. Um, I think what I'd like to say is just because somebody hasn't uh, ever done it a certain way doesn't mean it's not possible. So definitely some odds stacked against me uh, based on age. But I like it. Stack all the odds up against me and, and see what happens. It's going to be an interesting type of attacking of the rehab because I'm drawing from all these different sources. I literally spent the last couple of days on the phone with people all over the country giving me their time and advice. And um, I have calls today with a few other big names who you would know who uh, suffered the same injury just to talk to them about their rehab experience. So my entire focus and dedication is on acquiring the most information and then adding to what I've already put together as a pretty damn good rehab plan that's going to, I think, shock some people. Well, and, and again, it's 2023, right? Medical science where it is right now, sports medicine, he'll be fine. He'll be 100%. Question is, how long is that going to take? Now, you don't want to cut any corners because if you do that, then turns out you might not be 100%. And then if you do try to rush it back, you might suffer a relapse or re-injure the darn thing again to where then you're really up against it and then you could be complicating matters again. But he was also asked, interestingly enough, does he think that somehow, some way, let's say the Jets make the playoffs and have a deep run into the month of January and maybe just maybe into February, 
and a trip to Las Vegas, which, of course, would be the Super Bowl. Does he think that he could come back this year? You trying to say you're coming back this season? Yeah, what's happening? Are you coming back for the playoffs this year? I'm not going to make any of those statements. I don't feel like that's fair to myself. I'm just... Is it a possibility? I think, as Kevin Garnett said, anything's possible. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Anything is possible, yes. And it's great that he has that attitude and he's in that mind frame. But let's be real, okay? You could be the most tried and true fan. You could be the eternal optimist. It's going to be a lot for him to get back this season, okay? I mean, he would have to almost be like Superman. And it's one thing to try to prove the naysayers wrong and try to do things maybe a little bit of a different way. That's all well and good. But the reality of the situations is that sometimes, and in this type of situation in particular, maybe the decision and the way it's all going to play out is not even entirely in his hands. Meaning, number one, the Jets have to make the playoffs to even give him a shot for this to happen, right? So they got to keep playing football in the month of January. Then they probably have to, like you said, win a couple of games to play late into the month. And then maybe just maybe that trip to the desert for the Super Bowl. So look, it's, it's asking a lot. There are a lot of factors at play right now. It's good that he's saying it, but I'm not going to be the one to sit here and say, oh, yeah, absolutely, you can expect him back. And I'm sure the Jets aren't even operating that way as well. I mean, in a perfect world, it would be great. And I think that it's a win just for the fact that he's even trying to speak this into existence. That alone is a positive. But, I mean, the reality of the situation is is that he's done playing football in 2023. And that 2024, week one, which is probably going to be in prime time again, you know that, the NFL's not going to miss an opportunity to put Aaron Rodgers' debut with the Jets, which, look, it's essentially going to be his debut. It's debut take two which hopefully is going to last more than four plays, that'll be a prime timer. You know, Monday night, Sunday night, all over again, because there's still going to be the buzz. There's still going to be the hype and all the anticipation of waiting to see what Aaron Rodgers could do as the quarterback of the New York Jets. But it's good that he's in those spirits. It's just not going to help the Jets necessarily on the field for the remainder of this year. Now, he'll be back in the building. Like he said, he can't wait to get back. And that'll be in a few weeks' time. And then he's going to be essentially that mentor off to the side, that coach off to the side, continually working with Zach Wilson, working with the rest of the guys on that offense, continuing to maybe be that sort of guy with all the wisdom, a a, a co-offensive coordinator, if you will, with Nathaniel Hackett. Because after all, it's their offense, right? These are the two guys that brought this system to Florham Park. They know it as well as anybody. So if he can lend a helping hand, not necessarily on the field, but whether it's in the classroom, the practice field, whatever it might be, they're going to be receptive to that. But as far as him out on that field, executing the game plan, throwing touchdown passes, you going to have to wait a while. Despite what his wishes are and despite what his hopes are. I mean, you have to be a little bit more moderate when you're talking about these expectations. But it's good that he has that thought process. And now if you're the Jets, you got to continue on your season. Because that ain't over with yet. They're not going to cancel the remaining 16 games that you have. And oh, by the way, you won your first game without him against a good football team. Right? All three phases. The epitome of a total team victory. That's what you had on Monday night. Right? Winning a division game. And now you're going down to Dallas against a team that won 40 to nothing in your building, as a matter of fact, on Sunday night. And they look like a juggernaut right now. They look like they can't be beat. They can't be stopped. Nobody's giving the Jets a shot. You see what happened to the point spread? After Aaron Rodgers went down and you found out that Zach Wilson was going to be the quarterback, you see what that line blew up to? Blew up to nine. Nine. It was three when you thought Aaron Rodgers was going to be the quarterback. So Vegas is basically telling you, you know what? Aaron Rodgers is worth a touchdown, more or less. Nobody's giving the Jets a shot. They got no chance. Sometimes that's all you need to say to a professional athlete. And they're going to try to prove you wrong. 
Just like you heard Aaron Rodgers talk about the rehab process and the doubts and whether or not he could come back and what it means for the remainder of his career and his time with the New York Jets. A lot of teams, there have been a lot of players that have been counted out over the years, only to rise up and prove a lot of people wrong. A lot of people writing the Giants off after week one. I think that's stupid, but they are. You know that we live in a hot take society. Giants got a big one this week. Jets got a big one this week. Not so much in terms of they got to win the game, right? By getting that win on Monday night, that afforded them not having to go down to Dallas and say, oh, must win. Plus, it's an NFC opponent. The bigger game that they're facing is probably next week back home against the Patriots, a division opponent, team they haven't beaten in, what, almost eight years. Let's hear from you. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Michael Lombardi is going to join us coming up at 7.30. Talk a little NFL with him. Greg Buttle on the Jets coming up at 8 o'clock. We got our Week 2 NFL picks. Later on in the show, the Eagles got Week 2 off with a victory last night at home over the Minnesota Vikings. Entertaining game. A little sloppy at times, but look at this Vikings team, right? It's how fast things can change in the NFL. Vikings made a living last year in winning one-score games, close games. Now they're 0-2. They're 0-2, and they've lost two one-score games. And now their season is kind of teetering on the brink when you look at the upcoming schedule that they have to face. We'll take your phone calls. Plus, we'll hear what Aaron Rodgers has to say about Zach Wilson now getting back in the saddle and piloting this Jets offense the remainder of the way. Dan Gross' show on this Football Friday, Week 2 edition right here, 98.7 ESPN. Picks had a good week last week with the picks. Went 2-1. and one. So we hope to duplicate that again. Just, just, just keep winning the weekends. That's all you do. Just keep winning. Then at the end of the year, you're, you know, you're going to be in position to do some good things. Uh, I was just talking about it with Julian during the, during the commercials. It's, it's funny that there's still a baseball season. And I love baseball as much as anybody. Don't get me wrong. But there's still two more weeks left, and we've barely talked about it. Certainly like in the last week because the Mets and the Yankees have been dead and buried now for quite a while. But – for those that are still keeping track of such things, you got Garrett Cole tonight at his old stomping grounds at PNC Park in Pittsburgh as the Yankees and Pirates getting ready, or not getting ready, but they are uh, playing a weekend series on Roberto Clemente Day. Ironically enough, in Pittsburgh, the Yankees are, so everybody's wearing a number 21, which is pretty cool. So Cole trying to further polish his Cy Young credentials with another start tonight against the Pirates. Mets, on the other hand, they're welcoming it in the Cincinnati Reds for a weekend series. It'll be David Peterson against the young fireballer Hunter Green. Cincinnati's still trying to play for something. They're in wild card contention, so the Mets will try to play spoiler over Cincinnati. After they get through with the Reds, the Mets finish out the season by playing the Marlins and the Phillies, the Marlins and the Phillies over the final two weeks of the season. But you know what? Baseball will matter again maybe in November, December, once we get into the hot stove. Right now it's very much football, as you would expect here, with week two upon us. Let's go to the phones at 800-919-3776. Actually, before we go to the phones, one more thing from Aaron Rodgers, and now we know that Zach Wilson is the guy. And there's some people that believe the Jets can win with Zach, and then there's other people that believe that it's same old, same old. And things really haven't changed all that much from the Zach Wilson we've seen the first two years of his career and that the Jets are in trouble and the Jets are better suited going outside the organization to go acquire a quarterback, which, you know, is your prerogative. I guess we're going to start to get our answers on Sunday down in Dallas, right? But Aaron was asked today during his appearance on the Path McAfee show about how he feels now that Zach Wilson has taken over the reins of this offense. Yeah, I'm very confident in Zach, and I think he's confident himself, which is the most important thing. It was an important offseason for him. You know, very important, I think, to get his confidence back and to be able to work on some of the little fundamental things that I think you've seen show up in the preseason and obviously the other night on Monday. But truly, I was hoping he could have a couple years to sit back and have pressure on him and relax, but that's how this life goes sometimes, throws you some curveballs. Neither of us thought that that's what was going to happen, obviously, on Monday. But we hugged each other before the game, said, I love you, and said, you know, he just said, can't wait to watch you play out there. I was one watching. 
watching him play after the fourth play. But I'm excited for him. He's a great kid. Love him. Uh, pulling for him. Be talking to him. Really looking forward to getting back there once I can travel, just to be around the guys and, and to really get into the workout rehab phase, and just to be around it. You know, I miss the guys. I miss uh, New York, New Jersey, the energy, the excitement. And he'll be back there in a few weeks. You know, once everything is A-OK, everything is cleared medically, um, you know, travel, he'll, he'll, he'll be back in Jersey, black in the facility uh, at Florham Park there. Um, I think of the first week of October, as a matter of fact. He should be back. So, But the Jets still got games to play, and they're not going to cancel the season, and we'll see what happens. As I said the other night, I don't remember what night it was, the football gods, you know what, they can be cruel sometimes. They can be comedians other times. And I think the fate that they dealt the Jets on Monday, yeah, that was kind of, that was a comedy, right? where you have the quarterback, the franchise go down in four plays, and yet, oh, by the way, they somehow find a way to win the game instead of just completely fold and add all that drama and suspense to the end of it. We'll see what twists and turns they have in store coming up this weekend around the NFL. Let's go to the phones. Let's say, uh, we'll start it off with Cullum in the Bronx, our good buddy. He's leading off here on 98.7 ESPN. Cullum, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well, Dan. How you doing? Good evening. I'm doing outstanding. If I'd be any better, I'd be you, Cullum. You know that. Yeah, well, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Giants. And yeah. the stuff that I've heard all week, the stuff that I've heard all week is that the Giants are, you know, clearly the better team and most likely going to win. And some people have said that they should or capable of winning this game handily. I am a diehard Giants fan, and I'm a little skeptical on that. I saw that game last week, and I saw that offensive line look as bad as it has in, in this last decade of this offensive line constantly needing to be rebuilt. Even the backups on the Cowboys were absolutely getting, getting a hit on Daniel Jones within two seconds. And the Cardinals coming up, I've never known the, uh, the commanders to having a bad offensive line in re- recently. You know, they've always had a good running game. They beat the Eagles last year running the ball really, really well. I don't, I don't know them, and they got, and the Cardinals got six sacks. Until proven otherwise, I have no faith in this offensive line to be able to be capable of making this offense move and have the consistency to have time for Daniel Jones. Now I'm hoping, but if this game turns into a loss, a lot of a lot of other people are saying like the season's over, and how, how can you argue that with with Thursday coming up being the 49ers? This is a very scary game. And I'm really nervous, and I really hope this offensive line gets fixed. But Cullum, look, I, I, I understand. I, I look, I understand that you're feeling down on your team right now, based on what you saw on Sunday night, and it was awful. It was downright abysmal. But I do believe it's one of those games you just got to flush. It's one week. It's one week. And you know what? Guess what? There's you don't want to hear this, but there's going to be teams that are 0-1 right now that are going to lose this weekend that could still go ahead and have good seasons. You know, the Cincinnati Bengals last year, remember, they started 0-2, and then they came into MetLife Stadium and beat the Jets week three, and they went all the way to the AFC Championship game, right? Like, you you could still do good things. I mean, on the Aaron Rodgers no, side, for example. I absolutely agree with you that you could, you're still capable. I'm not going to completely wash away the season if they ended up going 0-2, but you just look at the overall talent. You look at, you know, the Bengals have been there, done that. There's a lot of teams that go 0-2, but they have either a premier quarterback or very, very talented teams across the board. You don't look at this Giants team and say they're extremely talented. They're above average, I think, talent-wise. But the offensive line is the difference. If they can't block for anything, it makes everybody worse. It makes the defense worse because they're going to be out on the field all the time. makes the skilled players irrelevant. makes the running back and the quarterback terrible. No, Bobby, or I mean, Cullum, I'm sorry. Cullum, you're absolutely right about that when it comes to the offensive line. I thank you for the phone call. But, again, I'm looking at it as it's just a one-off. Arizona is the worst team in the NFL. Okay, now look. If the Giants lose on Sunday and it's more the same old, same old that we saw last week, well, then, you know what? We need to have another conversation on Monday. And we'll be singing a much different tune about this football team. And it's not going to be a good one. But the Cardinals stink. If you don't think you could go out there and beat Josh Dobbs, who has not won a game as a quarterback in the National Football League, then I don't know what to tell you about the rest of the season. This is supposed to be the gift from the schedule makers in week number two. We'll talk more about the Giants and also the Jets, of course, as we move forward on this football Friday. Dan Gross' show, 98.7 ESPN. This 
is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Don't forget to tune in to the uh, pregame show on Sunday, Greg and myself, beginning at 225 couple of good one-on-ones with Jordan Whitehead, the reigning AFC Defensive Player of the Week. He fresh off of a three INT performance against the Buffalo Bills back on Monday night. And Brees Hall got a chance to catch up with him. I would say a pretty good return to form for Brees after not playing since last October. 26-yard run, first play of the game. Then he broke off an 83-yarder on his second carry. And uh, some interesting things, nonetheless, uh, with Brees and with Jordan. So check out those interviews on the pregame show. You got no excuse to, even if you're a Giant fan. You got no excuse. You should be listening to the show anyway, right? Because Giants don't play till 4 o'clock anyway. You don't have a valid excuse. Uh, but nevertheless, you know, based on what Cullum was just saying, our previous caller about the Giants, as bad as it looked, and it was, I mean, the Giants were the worst team in week one in the NFL. No other way around it. If you are just going to narrow the sport into one singular performance, The Giants were the worst team in the league, but that's not entirely true. I don't believe that, and nobody should believe that. But that's how they looked on Sunday night. But sometimes games are so bad that you just flush it. And you know what? Even if they won 31 to nothing, I think you flush it too because it doesn't mean anything when you step out there again in week two. I mean, I could give you example after example. I could fill a book with examples of teams that look just absolutely dreadful in week one of the NFL season, only to rebound and have really, really good seasons. Teams have won Super Bowls looking terrible in week one. I mean, off the top of my head, the Patriots in 2003, they went up to Buffalo to play the Bills. I think they lost that game 31-0. 31-0-31-3. And then they only lost one more game the rest of the year, and they won a Super Bowl. Now, I'm not saying the Giants are going to win a Super Bowl, but you could still have a good season. The 2021 Green Bay Packers. They played the Saints, and they played at a neutral site because uh, New Orleans had the hurricane stuff down there. And Aaron Rodgers and company, they lost to the Saints 38-3. to And that was Rodgers coming off of an MVP season. And then he, like, held out during the offseason. Remember, they didn't know if he was going to play and all that drama and all the back and forth with the Packers. And then he shows up, and then they get slaughtered week one. And they're like, oh, you see, he shouldn't have stayed away. Worst loss of Rodgers' career. You know what happened? Packers won 13 games that year. And Rodgers won his second consecutive Most Valuable Player Award. So I know that we tend to make so much off of just one game and one result. But it's football. You know, you get one of these a week. And the next one could look far different than the previous one. And if you're a Giant fan, that's what you got to bank on. And I fall into the category that, yes, you know what? Style points don't matter. You have to win the game. 
Because if you don't win the game on Sunday, not only is it going to be embarrassing, then you're staring at 0-3. Because I would be stunned if the Giants go into San Francisco and beat the Niners on that Thursday night. The Niners, for my money, are the best team in the league. I picked them to win the Super Bowl. They certainly looked the part back in week number one. They have to win on Sunday. Nothing more, nothing less. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Let's say hi to Jack in Manhattan. He's up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Jack, how are you? Good, Dan. Thanks for taking it. Hey, um, one dynamic that I think people aren't talking about enough is the political one, meaning um, any good quarterback, and and I'm going to throw a lot of people in this bucket, like Kirk Cousins and Stafford and all those guys, and forget about Brady, but anybody better than a journeyman, if you or I are Rodgers, why in the world would you sign up for that? In other words, he came from Green Bay where he had discord with the management there. I'm sure they're all on the same page. He's not going to want someone to take the glory away to get the, the Super Bowl win this year. And and it's interesting today that he comes out and says, hey, I might show up for the playoffs or the Super Bowl. So I just wanted to hear your thoughts on that. Well, I, I mean, to be great, you have to have a little bit of that in your personality. You have to have the confidence. You have to believe that nobody is going to be able to do the job better than yourself. Right? I mean, I think that that's what makes some of these guys great. And as I said back at the beginning of the show, Not I mean, it's that. The guy ran out. The, the guy got electricity in his bloodstream Monday night holding that. Like, there's no bigger stage he was on. He's not going to let someone else take this. Kirk Cousins comes in and, in December and then blows it into a Super Bowl. And Are you kidding me? Well, I mean, but Jack, let's, Jack, let's be realistic, though. Like, the way he kind of answered the question, he, he, you know, he quoted Kevin Garnett, and he had a grin on his face, and he said, anything is possible. You know it, and no, I know no, no. it. No, no, don't, no, I don't mean that. But what I'm saying is, who cares about that? Because you're exactly right. That's irrelevant. What I'm saying is, he'll go to Joe, to, to Joe and mm-hmm. say, over my dead body, you're going to bring Kirk Cousins in here. Yeah, but Jack, remember something. Kirk Cousins is a free agent at the end of the season. That's why all these Kirk Cousins rumors are flying around about Minnesota possibly looking to sell off. Because I don't, a, I, like, forget, whatever, put, put, you put the guy in that you think is good. I don't care if it's Kirk or someone else. What I'm saying is, why in the world, if you or I or Aaron, are you mm. going to sign up for someone who could, who could get you to the Super Bowl this year? You're talking about the Jets? Is that what you it's mean? It's political. Like, Jack, I got to be no, honest I'm with you. I have no idea what America you're talking about. Or any sports team. Why? If you, it's a political, it's it's Machiavellian instinct. You don't want someone else taking your spotlight. Yeah, but Jack, I, I mean, let's be real. I, the chances of that are slim to none. No, there's anyway. no other. That's the most real thing. Aaron Rodgers had you know sixty thousand people screaming for him Monday night. Four plays later, he's out. He wants to win a Super Bowl. Okay, Jack, thank you for the phone call, and and we'll move on from that. Um, Look, I got news for you, all right? If the Jets win a Super Bowl this year with Zach Wilson as the quarterback, whatever odds you want to put that at, if the Jets win a Super Bowl with Zach Wilson piloting the ship, there's still a better than good chance that Aaron Rodgers is going to be their quarterback week one next year. So it doesn't matter what Aaron Rodgers wants or doesn't want or this. Bottom line, right? Nick Foles won a Super Bowl for the Philadelphia Eagles. Did he not? Right? Took over for Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz was having an MVP caliber season. Nick Foles comes in off the bench and they're like, what the heck is this? And then what happened? Nick Foles' career ended up being elsewhere. They moved on. I don't think Aaron Rodgers, I mean, think about this. Aaron Rodgers is one of the best to ever play this game. One of the best to ever do it. You think he's worried about somebody else coming in there and taking some of the shine away from him? That's the last thing on his mind right now. The absolute last thing. Bobby in Staten Island up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Bobby, how are you? Doing fine, man. How you doing, Bob? Uh, what's going on, man? Thanks for the call. Um, I was, I was, you know, I'm not a Jets fan, but I listen to 
sports radio in the morning and afternoon sometimes. And, like, the very morning show with DPH on them, these guys, they dream up some crazy stuff. You're talking about Zach Wilson. They didn't even let him play the second half of the year last year. Why would why are they even talking about playoffs? <laughs> and, two, why didn't they get a backup quarterback? No, You know, Aaron Rodgers must have influenced everybody to say keep this guy around because – they, well, what know makes you think... what they, were, they know what they were stuck with from last year. He hasn't changed. He didn't well, get Bobby, to play the change last year. Bobby, let me ask you a question, though. When you say, why didn't they get a backup quarterback? First of all, okay, you don't put a team together envisioning that the backup quarterback is going to have any influence at all on your season. Because no, no, in a perfect no, no, no. world... I'm not saying that anybody... You know, I'm just saying they, they knew what they had in Zach Wilson. Why didn't they try to get another quarterback who's a good backup. Well, you know what they had in Zach Wilson? Bobby, the guy won them five games last year. Okay, he won them five games. So what? What did he do the rest of the season? Bobby, Bobby, think about what you're saying. Do you think the Jets put this team together with Aaron Rodgers, who's one of the ten best to ever play the position? Do you think they went into the season saying, oh, my God, we got to get a backup quarterback who could win us not five, maybe six, seven, eight games? Do you really think they sat there and budgeted Aaron Rodgers missing the entire season? Of course not. So they were banking on a guy who they was ready to get rid of? So, so no, banking on a guy down. who's ready to get rid of? But it, Bobby, two years ago he was the number two overall pick in the draft. Whether you think, hey, listen, he, listen, teams make mistakes. Bobby, the Cardinals made a mistake. They moved on. Bobby, who did they replace him with though? They replaced him with a guy who's one of the best to ever play. Okay, he's not there now. But he was a week ago at this time. That in the entire off season. Listen, That's he the came point. Came in for four plays, and now he's not there. Well, let me ask you a now question: stuck, Who would you rather have? Who would you rather have as a backup quarterback? Who would you rather have? Tell me. And then you don't have a viable backup right now. Bobby, Bobby, who would you have rather gotten to be the backup quarterback? Tell me. Give me a name. They should have thought about that before the season started. Bobby, give me a name. You're not giving me any names. You're giving me no names. Whoever was free agents at the time during Okay, well, Bobby, thank you. Bobby, thank you for the phone call. Bobby, thank you for the phone call. Because if you can't give me a name, I can't just sit here and close my eyes and come up with a magical mystery quarterback in my brain. I'm not that smart. Sorry. Okay, I gave you how many opportunities? Give me a name who would have been a better backup than Zach Wilson, which we have no idea, by the way. No idea. But do you really think... Uh, guys, by the way, this is not 1991 anymore, all right? The economics of the NFL have changed. You're not going to keep two stud quarterbacks on your roster that you can win championships with. It doesn't work that way. You know, the days of Joe Montana and Steve Young holding the clipboard, that ain't happening anymore. Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers holding the clipboard, that's not happening anymore. You know, I mentioned Nick Foles a couple of minutes ago. Nick Foles only had to come on late in the season. Do we know for a fact if Nick Foles had to play all 16 games for the Eagles that year, if they still would have won a Super Bowl? Maybe yes, maybe no. But you know what? I'm, I'm highly skeptical of it. Wentz was playing at an almost MVP level when he got hurt. But to say that, I mean, that's the easy excuse right now. Why didn't the Jets go out and get a better, a better backup quarterback? I, I mean, come on. Nobody puts teams together thinking that your backup quarterback is going to mean you have a season or not. And they must have felt comfortable enough in him because, like I said, the talent two years ago was good enough to be taken second overall in the damn draft. Second overall. And he won him five games last year. Did things get a little crazy? Yeah, Absolutely. But you know what? There were other factors in play more than just the quarterback. That roster that he had around him last year was not as good as the one he's got around him right now. Starting with a Brees Hall, who got injured in the seventh week of the season last year. We never saw him again. You don't think Brees Hall makes a difference? You don't think Dalvin Cook makes a difference? You don't think having Elijah Vera Tucker on that offensive line makes a difference? And oh, by the way, guys, he came off the bench on Monday night not having any first-team reps in practice the previous two weeks, 
You know what he was doing in practice the last two weeks? He was playing the role of Josh Allen in practice, getting the scout team reps, getting the Jets' defense ready for the Buffalo Bills. That's what he was doing. It's basically like if you're back in school, you don't do any of the homework, you don't do any of the reading, and then all of a sudden the teacher puts a pop quiz in front of you on your desk and say, okay, let's see what you got. And he went out there and he won him a game. Won him a game. Oh, he threw an interception. That's all, you know. Josh Allen threw three. He should have threw four. Bill's going to go and say, oh, we need another quarterback? Give the kid a chance. I mean, he hasn't even started one game this year. One game. And I'll repeat it for about the nine millionth time this week. Any quarterback that is worth anything and that they think can help them win anything any of the 32 teams he's on somebody's roster right now it's September the 15th 800-919-3776 Grasso Show 987 ESPN this is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN (laughs) Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, think about it. You got three teams in the NFL this year who picked quarterbacks in the top ten of the draft, and they're all starting right out of the gates week one. You know, the days of sitting and why it, it just it's not commonplace anymore, right? Bryce Young starting for Carolina. Richardson starting for the Colts. C.J. Stroud starting for the Texans. You know, did that hamper Zach Wilson's development a little bit with the Jets? Maybe. Right? I think in hindsight, they've already spoken about, yeah, maybe we should have had a veteran in place a couple of years ago. And then that Zach sit and watch. But I don't know if he'd be a different player two years down the road. But what I do know is that he's got the best team around him right now than he's had in his brief time in the NFL. Remember, when he came into the league in 2021, that wasn't a great roster. You had a rookie play caller. You had a rookie head coach. And it was basically like, okay, here, kid, figure this thing out. We're all going to figure it out as we go. And the results kind of matched it. But now it's like night and day. Do you realize how much, how much this roster has turned over in a short amount of time? 2020, when the Jets won two games under Adam Gase, and they were the worst team in the league, or you know, close to the worst team in the league. You know there's only nine guys left on the roster right now from that team in three years? That's remarkable, even in today's NFL world with the turnaround. But they're going to give this kid a chance. He's been there the whole offseason. He's more familiar with the system than somebody else you're bringing in off the street right now. And they've got confidence in him. 
So we'll see what happens. Michael in Jersey up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Michael, how are you? Hey, Dan, what's up? Uh, what's up, Mike? Yeah, I guess we're, we're kind of dealing with like a timeline here. It started off, you know, the injury happened. Everybody was devastated. Then the kid comes in. He gets them through the game. Then the buildup is they don't have a quarterback. We're two days away from finding out the kid has a new OC. He has a running back that was injured for the second half of last year. He's got a new running back that's a, a former Pro Bowl player. I mean, there's so many positives going forward for this kid. People just have to relax. Aaron Rodgers said it himself, right? Relax. We just got to wait and see. You got two more days to wait. The kid might come through, and even if he he plays Dallas head up, and he's come, and he's you know he, he gives them a game, they have a shot. I'm not even a Jets fan. I mean, I'm in New Jersey, but. Yeah. You know, they got to give these kids, they got to give this kid a break and, and just sit back. They got two more days to wait and just see what happens. That's the bottom, Michael. That's all you can do. And I thank you for the phone call. And you mentioned the other part of this as well. And I said this maybe last night, the night before. Nathaniel Hackett's a big upgrade as an offensive coordinator. Okay. Keith Carter, the offensive line coach, came from Tennessee when Tennessee had some of the best offensive lines in the league. Some of the best run games in the league with Derrick Henry. Todd Downing also came from Tennessee. Passing game coordinator. Worked with Hackett in Buffalo once upon a time. You've got three veteran coaches, right? Your highest ranking offensive coaches now on this staff, all with experience. Nobody's a kid. Nobody hasn't done this before. They all know what the hell they're doing. And I put the tweet out a couple of days ago. All right, you should be following anyway, at Dan Gross at G-R-A-C-A. But just to remind everybody, with Nathaniel Hackett, all right, people are getting too caught up in what happened last year when he was the head coach of the Denver Broncos. But as an offensive coordinator, he knows what the hell he's doing. Helped Aaron Rodgers win two straight MVPs in Green Bay and maybe even his biggest accomplishment, 2017, the offensive coordinator for the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars went to the AFC Championship game Blake Bortles was the starting quarterback. Their leading receiver was Marquise Lee, who only caught 56 passes, and he had 700 yards. They were sixth in total offense, fifth in scoring, and they had the number one rushing attack in the NFL behind Leonard Fournette. You don't think the Jets could have a good running game this year, too? And that Jaguars team had a really, really good defense. Jets have a really good defense. Give this thing some time. Terrence in New Jersey, up next here on 98.7. Terrence, how are you? Hey, Dan, thanks for taking my call. So, Terrence, yeah, thanks for making the call. What's Bobby going on? From, nothing much. So, so your heated discussion with uh, Bobby from Staten Island mm-hmm. perfectly teed up the point I'm about to make, which is this. The bar of success for our New York quarterbacks, Daniel Jones and Zach Wilson, is to not go out and be the reason that their team loses the game. Right, so so don't go out and throw, make a bunch of bad reads, miss wide open receivers, and turn the ball over. Uh, you mentioned that Wilson went out and won the game for the Jets last week. I actually think he did a good job of going out and not losing them the game, and I think that that's really his goal for the season. It should be that if he doesn't go out and lose them a bunch of games, then I think he's had a successful season, and hopefully Aaron Rodgers is back. I agree. look, Terrence. I, I look. I'm I'm realistic in saying that all the expectations and whatever you thought or anybody thought the Jets were going to be before the season with Aaron Rodgers, that that might have changed now, right? Because obviously Zach Wilson's not Aaron Rodgers, and they're not going to ask him to be Aaron Rodgers. But I just can't sit here in good conscience, watching every single snap that Zach Wilson has taken so far in two plus years in the NFL. And think that with this roster, if they could stay healthy, that this team still can't win in the neighborhood of nine, ten games and make the playoffs. I agree with that. And and I think again, if he doesn't go out and lose them games, then I think absolutely they could do it. They are so talented. He doesn't have to throw the ball 25, 30 times a game with the two running backs they have. Yeah, I, look, they're going to play to his strengths because you have an offensive coordinator who knows how to play to his quarterbacks and his offensive personnel strength. And Terrence, thanks for the phone call. And that's all you got to do. You know, Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill took the Tennessee Titans to the AFC Championship game just four years ago. Ryan Tannehill. You mean to tell me this Jet roster isn't as good as that Tennessee one is, if not better? And if Ryan Tannehill was so great, how come the Titans just keep drafting quarterbacks, it seems like, every passing year trying to find his replacement?
right? Dave in the car up next, 98.7 ESPN. David, how are you? Hey, I'm fine. Thanks for taking the call. Look, I'm all for success for this guy. He's young, He and you're right. Everything around him is better and stronger, and the team definitely has a different culture. Um, what I want to ask you is this, though. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously this didn't happen to Brady. This is the first time this maybe even happened in history where you get a big Hall of Fame player who just blows out, and he his next move in the professional ranks, it falls flat. But I think right now the owners, Salah and Douglas, mm-hmm. I hope that they're they're looking at this reality. You really don't know with this type of injury, with with this person, you don't know if he's going to be the same. You don't know if there'll be post-operative issues where he gets Fair. infections. Fair. You just don't know. And what I'm trying to, and what I'm hoping that the Jets are doing, since the unthinkable happened, right? Mm-hmm. Since the unimaginable happened. There has to be a part within the regime that says, let's murder board this. And I was in the military. A murder board is naming every possible thing that can go wrong to minimize casualties. Guess what? There should be a part of that organization that says, what if we don't get Rogers back next year? Forget all this. He's going to come back. He put something out on Instagram. You have no idea how it's going to turn out. When Kobe Bryant blew out his uh, Achilles, he came back, there was a lot of talk, and then the second quarter came, he had ice all over his body, and his career was done. But let me know what you think about that. Thank you. Dave, it's a fair point. Everything you said is fair. You know? And depending on how the rest of this – look, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. What happens if it is a disaster? And they are playing the musical chairs game at quarterback again. What if Zach Wilson, God forbid, goes down? I think that's the biggest fear more than anything else. I know you can't play football scared – It's a violent sport, but the reality is, forget about what you think of Zach Wilson as a quarterback. How about the fact that so far in two years in the NFL, he's been hurt each year? Went down in a heap in Foxborough his rookie year and missed time with the knee, and then last year was the first preseason game in Philadelphia when he didn't go out of bounds and he slid awkwardly and messed up the leg again. That would be the biggest concern because now you're one of those away from potentially right now Tim Boyle being your quarterback. Nobody plans a season thinking that your backup quarterback is going to see any time whatsoever, much less significant time. And certainly nobody does four plays into your season. But you hope that the foundation that you set is good enough, meaning the rest of the roster, and we'll see where it goes. All right, we'll get back to the phone calls coming up in just a bit. Right, or When we come back, we're going to talk some NFL with our pal Michael Lombardi. He's got a new book out. Talking some NFL with Mike when we return. Dan Gross' show, 98.7 ESPN. Looking forward to seeing everybody out there next Sunday. Question is, will the Jets be 2-0 or will they be 1-1? Patriots also got a big one this week at home against the Miami Dolphins, a Dolphins team that's actually had the better of the Pats over the last few years there. So not going to be easy. And, of course, Miami coming off a rip-roaring victory in L.A. against the Chargers. Two are thrown for over 400 yards. Looking like Dan Marino, a left-handed Dan Marino in that first game. So we'll see. Big ones, though, first for each of these teams coming up this weekend. We're waiting on Michael Lombardi, hoping to hook up with him. Let's say hi to Jimmy in Long Island up next here on 9870 ESPN. Jim, how are you? Dan, how you doing? Uh, Good, thanks Jim. for taking my call. Love uh, love you guys out, out there. and You do a great job. Appreciate um, you. You know, you made my point right before br- the break. Uh, you know, Zach Wilson didn't have a full preseason last year. You know, let's give the kid a little chance here. He actually might be a little better this year with a full training camp. And, and who's to say Aaron Rodgers doesn't come sit on the sideline and, and mentor him? You know, it seems like Aaron Rodgers is fully invested in this team. What do you think? Well, he'll be back. I mean, and, and Jim, thanks for the phone call. Aaron will be back. I, I wouldn't expect him to be on the sidelines anytime soon just because they got to keep him out of harm's way because he's still rehabbing an injury. But, you know, he, like I said, he's going to be in the building in a couple of weeks. He'll be, he'll be able to come back, and he'll be there every single day. So he'll be on the practice field, meetings, kind of being that coach on the sidelines. Game days, I'm sure, when he's cleared, he'll be on the sidelines. Otherwise, he'll be up in a booth, probably maybe communicating with the quarterbacks. But, no, I mean, Rodgers isn't going to disappear. No way, no how. Let's say hi to uh, Lavelle and Yonkers up next here on 98.7. Lavelle, how are you? Dan, the man. How are you, sir? 
Lavelle, what's the word? Talk to me. Listen, I, first of all, I'm going to say I'm not as illusional as Jeff fan when I say this. I am actually a Charger fan. Our okay. season was over last year when Brandon Staley wasn't fired. So that's I, we're not I, even talking about the Chargers right now. Lavelle, I, I, I agree with you, actually. I don't know how that <laughs> so I knew, didn't happen. I knew that this season was a wash. I, what I'm about to say wasn't even my opinion before game one, but I had this feeling. I've had these feelings before, and I was right. I predicted the, the Warriors to win uh, two years ago when they won in October of that year because I, I, I process different things and I get these feelings. I got the Jets winning the Super Bowl. Really? Yes, and it's not so crazy. In much in the style of the 2000 Ravens, much in the style you mentioned Foles in Philadelphia, this team is special. And when, it, when, when Aaron first went down, I'm not even a Jeff fan, but I was listening to the, to the game on the radio, and I was like, you can't be serious. I just couldn't believe it. I was like, this can't be happening. And then when they came back and won the game the way they did, I was like, no, 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 this team is special. This is one of those teams that they'll make movies about. I don't know. I, I think, like, a lot of things you said dead on about Zach. He was, he was, first of all, they should have known that bringing him in for BYU, which didn't really have any competition, he, he, you know, putting him right out there with a rookie coach and things like that, it, he would have some, some, some growing pains. And he did, obviously. But I think he's a – when we look at Justin Fields and we look at some of the other people that they could have took, I don't think necessarily they made the wrong decision because really who was truly, truly head and shoulders better than him? It's kind of hard to say. But I, never mind all that. I just think this team is so talented. This defense, by, by the comments that were made about them, what they could be, I think they totally bought into that. And I got, I'll tell you another thing. They're going to win against the Cowboys. I'm, I'm predicting that right now. I'll call you next week, and I'll take my lumps if I'm wrong. But I, I got them beating the Cowboys. I'm not saying they're going to go, you know, undefeated. But I think they're going to win this next game. And I think once they do that, then you'll hear a lot of people changing their tune. A lot of the people who are doubting them are going to start maybe believing that this team could be special. But I really think they can be. Lavelle, I'll tell you, from your lips, my friend, I thank you for the phone call. We, we, we got to put Lavelle in touch with Robert Sala and have Lavelle maybe address the team before every game this season. So Lavelle's got him not only beating the Cowboys on Sunday, he's got him winning the Super Bowl. Remember during Hard Knocks they had the mentalist? And he predicted that it would be Jets 49ers in the Super Bowl. I don't know about that. But hey, like, you know, like I said, it's a good team. It's a good team. It's a good roster. Right now, you take a quarterback that just won't go out there and make critical mistakes at critical times and deprive this team from winning a football game. Like, for example, if you have the two games that stick out, I wonder why. You know, if you have repeat performances like the two against the Patriots last year where the quarterback is what stood in the way from them winning both of those games, then that's not going to be tolerated. And it wasn't tolerated last year, and it's not going to be this year either. When you're throwing bad interceptions and throwing the ball up for grabs and you're not able to get anything going offensively and you're holding the football too long and you're not trusting, you know, what your eyes are telling you and you're allowing the pocket to collapse, you know, those type of things, that's not going to cut it. This team is too good for that to happen. The only difference is last year, they went to the bullpen and they had a guy named Mike White. Right now, Zach Wilson is the Mike White, right? He's the backup. Mike White came off the bench and had that huge game against the Bengals a couple of years back, right? And, you know, you look like maybe you got something that can spark the team. But now Mike White's gone. He's down in Miami holding a clipboard. Instead, it's Zach's team now. And nobody thought that it was going to happen, and certainly nobody thought it was going to happen in a span of four plays. But that's the NFL. You know, that's football. There's twists and turns around every bend, is there not? And the Jets are experiencing it right now. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Still trying to hook up with Mike Lombardi. We will continue to do that. In the meantime, we talk football with you. Grasa Show, till 9. We still got picks. We still got Buttle coming up as well right here on 98.7 ESPN. Last night, the Philadelphia Eagles kicked off week number two with another, I don't want to say a nip-and-tuck affair. You know, they, Minnesota kept creeping around, creeping around there, but nevertheless, Philadelphia gets the job done. They're 2-0. and Minnesota, on the other hand, is 0-2. And as I said earlier in the show, you know, the Vikings, who made a living last year winning one-score games, they've now lost a pair of them to begin the season. And, I, I mean, simple as it is for the Vikings, they've got to stop turning the football over. 
I mean, off the top of my head, I think this is seven turnovers in the first two games. You're, you're not going to beat teams that way in the NFL. I don't care who you are. And Cousins hasn't actually played half bad. You know, last night he throws for over 350 yards, four touchdown passes. And now we know why, you know, the Vikings were eager to move on from Dalvin Cook and they didn't want to pay Dalvin Cook because, well, they just aren't going to run the ball. <laughs> it's as simple as that. <laughs> They, they dialed up 44 passes last night. They ran the ball nine times. Nine times. Yeah, so I wouldn't want a running back eating up all that of my salary cap either if I'm not going to run the football. And also last night, you saw the, <clears throat> the play where the dreaded touchback rule came into play last night in the game because you had Justin Jefferson – looking like he was going into the end zone and reaching for that pylon, but fumbled the football, and it went over the pylon and out of bounds through the end zone, which, as we know, is a touchback. So the dreaded touchback fumble through the end zone rule rear its ugly head again, and Minnesota looked like they were poised to you know, put some points on the board, and they couldn't do it. But it's just you know, too mistake-prone. And Philadelphia, I mean... I think they got this run game pretty much figured out. They, I mean, they, they just couldn't be stopped on the ground. Not at all. I mean, and, and Jalen Hurts, it's almost like he doesn't have to be Superman yet this year. Really, in the first couple of games, I mean, Jalen Hurts hasn't really done anything spectacular. I think that the Patriots defense did a good job keeping him in check last week. Same thing last night. But when he got dudes who can run the football like they can, you know, that, that, that's going to get you somewhere. How about DeAndre Swift coming in? due to injury and running for almost 200 yards. It's pretty good. You know, they got some injuries and stuff now in the secondary, which bears watching. But, look, the Eagles will be fine. I still think they're the best team in the NFC East, even though Dallas certainly is going to have something to say about that. But Philly will be fine, of course. They'll play the Giants first time on Christmas Day, and they're going to be up here to play the Jets. What is that, week six, if I'm not mistaken. And, of course, the Eagles have never lost to the Jets in the history of of the franchise. So we'll see if that changes at all in just a few weeks up there in East Rutherford. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Let us say hi to Subi in Midtown. He's up next here on 9870 ESPN. Subi, how you doing? Hey, Dan, just wanted to have a mature discussion on the play calling on the offensive side for Zach. I know that his strengths are uh, his arm. So technically, uh, you know, the first play, is to Garrett Wilson and then to Alan Lazard. After that, doesn't there come a point where the, uh, you know, Hackett tells Zach Wilson to just throw it away? And, you know, because the dumping off type of thing has been so troublesome for him. He's been getting in trouble with that type of mentality. So what do you think about that where they have sort of even like a buzzer system under his, like, uh, wrist pad where the buzzer goes off, Hackett says, get the ball away, and he just throws it out to the sidelines. What do you think about that? No, absolutely. I, I think that that's got to be a part of it. If you don't, if your read isn't there down the field, you look to check it down. Sometimes checking it down is a big, big part of your offense. I mean, there was a play last week in particular. Actually, when I, I, I finally got around, believe it or not, to, to re-watching the game for Monday night. I finally was able to do it this morning, so I, I watched the game. There was a nice dump-off he had to Dalvin Cook which went for a first down. And remember last year, it was almost like a case of the yips on top of everything else and all the problems that he was having. Remember, he couldn't even complete like checkdowns and screen passes. He was like one hopping it to the intended target. Right? But you didn't see that on Monday. You didn't see that really in the preseason. So maybe that's something that he's worked through now and is not something that he's going to be experiencing through this season, which, I mean, obviously would be a step in the right direction for this offense. Let's say hi to Robert in New Jersey. Robert, how are you? Hey, Dan. Great show. Thanks for taking my call. What's up, Rob? How's things? Oh, great, great. Well, you know, it's, as can be. I mean, I, I just want to bring up something that nobody has talked about all week, listening to all the shows, mm-hmm. you know, morning and afternoon and all that, is is, McCa- is uh, uh, Douglas, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, we're in this quandary because he – because of his ego, didn't want to, you know, say, oh, I made a mistake with this first-round pick. We had Mike White, mm-hmm. who had proved himself over and over, great games. He can, he can hit his targets, make reads. You know, you could see Wilson 
deer in headlights. And if we had, if we had Mike White here, we would not be panicking. Like Jet Nation is panicking right now about getting a backup quarterback when we actually had somebody. We had somebody. It wouldn't have cost us a lot to keep him. And, okay, maybe you put – I know it's tough keeping three quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. God forbid, okay, you know, Wilson goes to the practice squad if you don't want to do that, right? But we had a guy, and if White was here, uh, we still would have a much, much better chance, you know, against the Cowboys or having a – you know, making it to the playoffs because he's proven it. The, the guy was really good, right? And – I, Douglas, he came in talking about, you know, I, I believe, you know, you win games on the lines. Well, you know what? What happened? What's going on with the offensive line, right? We, he hasn't – he got Vera Tucker, okay. Beckton, he seemed good, okay. But what else has he done? This line is a mess. We've got a guy that just had surgery. I know Brown had a great career. Um, and Tomlinson, okay, he's, he's a, you know, pro bowler. But – we're in this mess because you got a 40-year-old quarterback and you couldn't think ahead, or even two, three years ago when you drafted Wilson. Same thing happened with Darno. You bring in a rookie quarterback, you have to protect them, right? Football is, is, is won and lost at the line. Right. And if you right. bring in a, a first-round pick quarterback, you know, you got to protect them. We did the same thing with Darno. Right, Darnold, Darnold. Darnold. Robert, here's career. the thing, and I got I got to hit a break, so I, I apologize, but I got to let you go real quick. And and look, I'll talk about the offensive line in in the next hour, real quick on Mike White. And I love Mike White, great dude. Okay, super guy. And I wish that Mike White was even still on this team. But remember something, Mike White was a free agent. There was no other team in the NFL, 31 other teams. None of them brought Mike White in to be their starting quarterback, and they had a chance. Arizona, which isn't even trying to win this year, didn't even sign Mike White to be their starting quarterback. Dolphins signed him to be the backup. Mike went down there thinking, all right, they gave me $8 bucks over two years. He's from Florida. It's the team he grew up rooting for, and he looked at it as, well, you know, maybe I'll get a chance to play because two was injury prone, and then I'm the next man up. The other thing about Mike White is, okay, and I know that he provided a spark for the team, but when you're talking about not having faith in somebody, each of the last two years, what happened to Mike White? Why did Mike White have to relinquish the job? Because he got hurt, right? Got hurt in Indianapolis on that Thursday night game two years ago. And then last year, he got hurt up in Buffalo when he got drilled by Matt Milano. You don't want to see it happen, but let's be real. In the two opportunities he's had to maybe claim hold to the quarterback job, he couldn't stay on the field. All right, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit of Jets. Greg Buttle, my partner on the pre- and post-game show. Grasso Show for another 60. We got picks in there as well. 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 